Welcome to my show, Voice to be Reckoned with, Brandy Joy. Um, today's show is Getting to Know Brandy Joy Singleton. I chose this show because I wanted to connect with my guests and my listeners more. I asked so much of you all to share with me and to tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me your story and all that and how you can help and, you know, and I just wanted to make sure that I was connecting too so that you know, you know, when I'm in your cars and in your rooms and that you're you know, at your table, your lunch, you know what I mean? You can feel like you know more about me and what I stand for and where I'm coming from when I do my shows. So I hope that this enlightens you and you learn a lot. So let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show, A Voice to be Reckoned With with Brandy Joy. Today my show is Getting to Know Miss Singleton. I decided to do this show because, I don't know, I just wanted to become a little closer, personable with my my audience. You know, I, I have special guests, which is each and every one of my guests are special to me. Um, share things with me that a lot of times are personal, just by them letting me in and coming all my shows personal and I just want my audience and them to know more of me so when you listen to me it's like you kind of you connect more and you know who you, who you listen to um so here I am <laughs> I was born right here in San Diego California um I was born the day after Christmas December 26, 1978. Um, I have a big sister, and I have two great parents. They have, uh, they're now, they've passed away. And um, I am here, you know, hoping, well, I would say, am, being the daughter today that they would be proud, proud of, you know. My parents were great parents. Um, I didn't have stories that a lot of people I know had. They came from a lot of hardship, broken homes, and, and uh, you know, a lot of scars and, and trauma. You know, as I sit here and I close my eyes and I think about my childhood, I think about so many, many great memories, you know, with my dad, me and my sister, we were his princesses, you know, he had, he, he, my dad, he would call us his, um, my sister was big whip, and I was little whip, he'd be like, whip, little whip, <laughs> my dad was a lot older, um, than my mom, and actually, they weren't married, um, actually, he was not my biological father, but he was all I knew since, uh, the day I was born, we'll get into, all that other personal stuff <laughs> a little bit further down the line because you know getting to know my sing- singleton cannot be wrapped up in just one setting not in one episode one show <laughs> nah it's a uh, many colors many sides many ventures 
much change and much many lessons and great amounts of gratitude. Uh, so <laughs> I thought today I'd just start off just letting you guys know, you know, enough of me to say, okay, I connect. We have things in common, or you might have questions, or you might, you know, what I mean, just be a lot more interested in listening and know why I do what I do. Um, I've always been into creative creativity. Since a very young age, my mom tapped in on that when I began writing poetry, and she was my number one supporter. She's on now and still <laughs> number one supporter, mom. Um, she taught me much, but she always was really adamant about, Brandy, be careful, because people, you know what I mean, will try to take your, steal your stuff, and basically what she was saying was, don't just be all nilly-willy with your poetry and, and just putting it out there, you know, and I was like, okay, so, you know, because I would write things, and I would write them for other people, too, people, people would ask me to do, po- write poems for maybe that friend, or a significant other, a boyfriend in, in the military, years. I don't know, to my, my boo, a, a poem, or I had a friend that she, she wanted a poem for, um, she needed a writing piece that she needed to, uh, you know, refer to. That's, um, she was going to uh, college, very older, much older lady. And um, she told me how much feedback and how great, you know, and how much they loved the poem I wrote her. You know, and that was for her, you know. And But I always remember, you know, what my mom said. And I tell her, like, mom, but, you know, those poems, that's, that's fine. Because those aren't for me or of me or about pertaining straight strictly around the person that asked me to write it but I didn't do it too much but I did I did you know but also I, I a few times I had uh, published you know or I had sent some of my my work in and it, it was chosen it won a contest once I had a poem called tomorrow and then when I was going to the lovely Patrick Henry High School my poem, A Natural Woman, was added into the school, um, we had a school, like, newsletter, you know, so those things were, like, pretty, pretty cool, you know, and countless amounts of, you know, books and poems that I, I wrote. I recall this one night, I was, uh, downtown and went to a restaurant, you know, because I had a tendency to, like, you know, after work, go to, you know, to, like, a nice restaurant and you know, sit by myself, and I'd, like, write, you know, and just, you know, enjoy, you know, after a day's hard work, <laughs> and I had this poetry book that I took with me, and then I forgot I had, I lost it that night, so I was just like, oh, bummer, it was a lot of poems, you know, um, I, I love doing it, I just, I would write monologues, short plays, uh, whew. I, and just writing in general is just fun for me, you know. My mom was very talented herself. She made some bomb freaking clothes. My mom was so freaking good. She would do cute things, at, like maybe like every summer. Like I have this one outfit in my head. I like colors. I like bright colors. Pink's my favorite. Red's my favorite. So it was kind of like it was tie dye, and it was a t-shirt, sleeveless t-shirt with a little short set. Really cute. And I love, 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 love. It had like the bright pink, red, yellow, turquoise. You know, and I wore that that summer. And people were like, where did you get that from? <laughs> My mommy made it. She does exactly what people do that make the clothes we wear. And she was 
good at it. She didn't take no classes. She had a sewing machine and she forever was making things. But the cute thing about it is she would make matching clothes for my dolls. Many little clothes for my dolls, my Barbies, all that stuff. Now, not for my sister, because my sister didn't play with dolls. My sister, more on the tomboy side. She, my sister was way, way into sports and stuff. You know, soccer, ROTC, track, you know. And she would always take me with her. She went to San Diego High, you know. So she always took me with her to practice and all that stuff. And, you know, we were, my sister, you know, was the true example of a big sister. You know, took me with her everywhere she went. And I love her dearly. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so my mom, she was like really, really talented with that. And so I would write, um, I would like be like, hey mom, you're good. And even as I got older, oh yeah, well, I'm going to track back to this one memory. So I went to my, I think it was my first dance. I was at Patrick Henry and it was the winter formal. So we decided, cause we went to like a lot of places. I don't know if you guys remember Charlotte Ruse, Rave, all kind of places. And then we decided, okay. I like some different things, but still couldn't narrow down. She went, and we went to the um, fabric store. And she got the like a velvety, uh, emerald, you know, green material, and then she she fleshed it out. You guys, I gotta find that picture with the the trim on the top. It was like half, you know, half cut like on the shoulders with this little tiny strap. She had to she had to do all that, and then had the gold trimmings like right around the, the chest part. You know, like it's like a half shirt kind of, but the rest was dress. It would have slit all the way down. You know, it slit, but it was like long. The dress was long, like over my, over my knees. No, no, like oh, covered my knees, just right about thereabouts. And then it had a nice little slit. She had the satin inside too. You know, the lining and everything. And you would have swore up and down. <laughs> That's what she repurchased it. I, my mom was a bad, bad when it came to the sewing, sewing game. And I would like think of ways and stuff. I said, Mom, man, if you only. Like, you know what I mean? Because she didn't want to sell or do any of that stuff. She did it for the pure love and fun. And she would, you know, make things for people. And I would sit at home sometimes and I would write up business, uh, business, you know, for her. Just like business stuff. Like if she had a store and this and that and how much of this. I just love the art art of writing. And I thought that was like so, so cool. And she could knit her butt off. To this day, I have a few of her items that she did. These are scarves. And they were beautiful. Still have some. Um, she was she was amazing, but for no profit. It's crazy because I every time she went to she would go to this um, called Yardage Yardage Town in National City. And man, I tell you, when we used to go there, I'd be like, oh man, um, fabric store, because she was. You know, they have the seating area where you get the books, you sit down, and you kick it. And you look, and she would kick it. She'd be there because you know this. She was into this. This is what she she did. She loved this. Her this was her hobby, and uh, <laughs> didn't like going there. It was so boring, you know. Because she took a long time, like hours and change, and hit up the whole store and walk around it. So that was my memory of that. But you know, as all that I'm older and stuff, you know, I have my talents too. Like I said, the writing and all that stuff. I, I love entertainment. I always wanted to act. I was in some plays in high school. I did one in um, Patrick Henry, um, where I ended up meeting one of my first best, well, not my first best friend. Like, I had a best friend when I was younger. Her name was Samantha Austin. If you're out there, we reconnected like maybe some years ago over Facebook. I haven't seen her, but <laughs> let me tell you, that was my dear, dearest childhood. 
I loved her so much. <laughs> Remember the day she left, she said, my dad's moving me on out. And I cried, I cried, I cried. Because we would just go outside, we'd take our stuff and go either in front of her house or my house. Put all our Barbie stuff, like right on the sidewalk. We had all these cool Barbie things. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other part of Brandy. Um, but in high school, you know, that's why I went to a Patrick Henry. And when I was in the, the uh, drama class, I met my friend. One of my best friends, Shalanda. And, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Because she, she had said to me, she's like, I didn't know you were so... You know, we ended up having to talk. I don't know if it was assignment or something. And she told me, she's like, yeah, you know, I first met you. She said, I thought you were mean because you have this look on your face. And I'm not mean. I just, like, have a serious look. Then you get to talking to me, like, really, you know, bubbly and just really, like, hey, and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, no. And my mom used to tell me, she's like, Brandy, why do you guys look like that? She's like, people probably have to be mean or something. I'm like, why are you saying this? I'm like, such a happy-go-lucky where I'm happy person, you know? And to make that long story short, I, I start to pay attention sometimes to my photos that I take. And I thought it was just because I don't really do photos too often because I don't feel like uh, getting a good look, angle. I'm very critical when it comes to it. And so that's why I'm not really smiling. And I just tend to take these... I mean, as long as it come out cute and attractive, I'm straight. But I had a guest tell me that <laughs> he's like, girl, like, you want people to want to come onto your page and, and go to your site and listen. Like, you look like you're saying, what do you want? I found it funny. I found it adorable. I found it funny. And it, it enlightened me. And I took in the, the critique, you know what I mean? Because I'm secure you mean with who I am and I know that I'm not perfect and so it's like from him of course and then for him to be willing and and not being shady and some people just be like mm, not saying you know what I mean it's, it's delivery who you are of course and what exactly am I'm doing and I'm trying to get across in the first place now if it's just one of my regs I'm like okay well looks I didn't ask you <laughs> you know what I mean so get it twist hey. But for this particular reason, I took that criticism, that positive, constructive criticism in because he exactly what I needed from someone that was an uh, outsider looking in as far as um, audience or a client, you know, just on the business part, you know, so, and, uh, you know, the feedback, you know, I'm not looking for feedback in my life in general, like, I don't have one picture, you know what I mean, because... You know, <clears throat> everybody ain't got it like that. You know what I'm saying? First off, I don't really talk to you. You never really know what's going on here. So, so with him, I figured, yeah, thank you, amazing. I don't, and I've been working on that, by the way, Artie. <laughs> been working on it, uh, but we're gonna do some more today. You know, because. I want to be better in all my ventures and what I do. So that's, to me, that's, you know, I find that very significant how it's something from my childhood or something I grew up, you know, hearing not very much, but from my mother. Heard it one more time from Artie Hoffman. That is, kind of makes me tear up a little bit. Um, because Artie is such a sweetheart and so 
just amazing and, and caring and I feel like I've known him for a lifetime. Um, so yeah, that's some of that. Uh, so the talents and all that. And oh yeah, and so as an adult from then, and then my mom having these amazing talents because she didn't just do knitting and sewing, okay? She used to draw, okay? So, I mean, I wonder why I'm such an awesome person. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, I don't know if you like, you know, if you go onto my page and you see these paintings, those are, are my, I, I, creative thing, sometimes, if you're like really a cre- into creative and you're just a creative person in your mind, like, you won't even know about, you can just come across something that has to do with arts or, or creativity and like then just connect with it but never thought about doing it before i've kind of thought about like if i was ever to be a painter i was never into painting really i took like, the right painting you know what i mean came along not just your average well, no i've seen a beautiful canvas you know the ones you put up in the painters where they're hats and stuff picasso stuff and from there out i was just like filled my basket with as many canvases and paints that I could, came home and just, and, and bought the, uh, the professional easel, the stand, and I was at work, I was, and I was perfecting, and I, and my talent, it just came from, just me just letting the paint touch canvas, sometimes I would pick it, sometimes I wouldn't, but I would just go with the flow, sometimes I draw out what I put in, uh, my draw in my hand, <laughs> no trace, what I'm going to do, and a lot of times it's just strictly paint, but all hand, uh, hand done by me, myself, and I think I've gotten better over time, and got a lot of different good feedback, and, uh, from some people and places where I'm just like, what, think so, thanks, and a lot of them might toot my own horn, I'm like, yeah, she did that, (laughs) so yeah, so I've tapped into my painting, which really really helps me with like stress or anxiety because I have anxiety and uh it it really 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 just does a lot for that for the soul for the mind body all that stuff that I just love coming together with masterpieces those will be on my website soon uh I do little buildings I build stuff like I for people at my job um I had a really awesome one I did for co-worker she loved Alice in Wonderland so I took this the setting it started from just the boards like the wood pieces I would get from like Walmart or something I would start gluing and, and doing levels and stuff and then putting creating and making furniture and I just decked it out I'm gonna look for that and I'm gonna put it up later today it was a theme shrine around Alice in Wonderland I broke my tail off on that thing I was you know at it she loved it uh, at school, I did pieces for each teacher or the principal, and it all was themed around what, with them and their personalities and what they made teach. So that's another thing I did. Uh, I actually made a two-story uh, little house with furniture, stairs I had to do, bedroom, yard, decked out, did a church. So did little houses for people. I, I, I'm in business, okay? So I'm going to just sit here and not toot it. You know, toot and boot it. No, I'm a toot it and toot it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Enough about that because I can just show you with visuals versus the words so you can see for yourself. They were for a moment there going to possibly be put in the market. You know, I, I missed, you know, I, I played around with that and then 
you know, with, with some different business companies, and, you know, I wasn't too quick to jump on the wagon, because I know, you know, the whole copyrights and all that stuff, that, that lingo was taught, and paperwork was, and the numbers started being tossed around, and I said, yeah, okay, well, I see that you guys like it, and you have so many things with it, and there was so many creative ideas we could have done, but I didn't want to just hop right on that, and then not know that I got played or charged too much, you know what I mean? So it was just something to see, like, I could do this. There is a market for me. It is good enough. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hey, this is me letting you know who Brandy Singleton is. Uh, I love, I love entertainment. I love anything that has to do with just, like, I don't know talent entertainment I love to sing I write songs you know I uh, always always wanted to learn how to play the piano so I a few years back I did start my piano lessons I didn't get to finish so that's my bucket list because my dream to play my own music while I sing but I love the piano I love classical I will listen to that that music I was gonna say you know I don't curse I try not to you know I like, I have Mozart, I have a Mozart's uh, CD, you know, no, no, is it Beethoven? Either or, like them both. People would see me or you look at me and be like, she likes, yeah. Not just saying it to sound, some people say it to be like, I like that. But I never heard them listen to it one, one bit, it's always whatever, everything else. But what they say they like, me, you might hear my my radio or my 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 streaming media play go from uh, a rap song to an R and B to a you know what I mean to a straight up Mozart piece to I have a very colorful variety of things I like to listen to that you couldn't even pinpoint me on what type of music you like you know what I mean because I'm from the West Coast so I'm living right here Southern California West Coast okay but I'm San Diego but you know I love I love my rap. Cube, Snoop, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Method, I can go on and go on. Uh, Eminem, all, you know, different, different rappers. Jay-Z, I like all that stuff. You know what I mean? I like R&B, albums after them, new edition. Like, I still listen to all this right now. I'll go from 2019, you know, to, you know, the, something in the 80s. Uh, and then, uh, I'll listen to, uh, I love my Madonna, my favorite song, Papa Don't Preach. Human League, I'm only human. I like just you can't really you never can pinpoint me. You can't get you know me. I listen all and then straight up into the classic thing, you know. So yeah, that's my favorite type of movies are. All right, people, I've been doing better. <laughs> I don't watch a lot. I haven't in a while. But horror. My mom, she was horror, into horror too. So um, I think that's why I picked it up from. But like zombies and all that stuff i um actually my favorite tv show hands down this whole entire world is the walking dead don't even start it if i get enough people i think actually i have a show soon with a very amazing amazing person with a father that's a legend you know he was a legend he's a legend actually and darn it he's one too you know what i mean he's amazing and i'm gonna have him right here George C. Romero, his dad is the creator of Creep Show, The Night of the Living Dead. And if you know anything about zombies, that was the original. Okay, when zombies came up out the ground and they walked hella, hella slow. <laughs> oh, and they only came out at night, right? Yeah. Not anymore. 
So I do more. So yeah, so that should be fun, actually. But it's going to be um, just more, way more, you know. I, I'm just looking forward, just in general, just to getting to have Romero here and talk about whatever it is we want to talk about, right? But back to me. <laughs> so yeah, those types of movies. And my mom, she's so crazy. She's playing these horror uh, tricks on us where me and my sister be in our room, lights off, our windows will crack, you know, it's dark. And, I, and she would jump through our windows and she would get a scary laugh from like Tales from the Crypt, the Crypt Keeper. Terrify us. I think it might have scarred my sister because she does not do the horror movies at all to this day. She's like, mm-mm. Okay? Something that's horror to her, she's like, I did. Don't do nothing. Even my nephew be like, you know? But I think he started to, he got more, you know, but he's still like, scared. He, he used to sit next to me and like, be okay, we'll watch it and watch it. Put his hands over his ears. It was so crazy. My son, he, he'll dip and dab, but he don't really mess with it. He's like, I'm still afraid. But he ain't. I remember, I don't know if you remember that movie, The Shallows, that came out, like, uh, maybe a few years ago. The, the shark one, and the surfer girl. And, you know, I was movies like that. Because, you know, I'm a, a lover of Jaws. That's my all-time, <laughs> you know, classic. That's my favorite, you know, movie. I love sharks. I'm infatuated. My favorite animal. Anything to do with, you know, with the, the ocean. You know what I mean? <laughs> is hands down with sharks. People that know me knew that. But Jaws, yes. And so I was like, I gotta go see this big thing, the shark movie. And for a long time, my sister was like, I don't wanna go see it. I said, I'm excited to get to see these terrific movies. And you tripping like the shark gonna jump off the movie screen. And you know, and I don't know what he was thinking. I was just gonna be it was that one over to 47 meters. It was hey, it was either or time I got, you know, probably convinced them. And the reason why I really was going so hard is because every time I wanted to go, I had them with me. So I was like, I can't just put you somewhere else and I go in here, I got to get to this movie. And eventually he agreed one day. Day after he was like, see, it's a bad movie. I'm so silly. I was like, mm-hmm. Stop playing with me. But yeah, sharks. Shark movies. Not one's ever going to get close enough. Like Jaws. Okay. It's not gonna happen. So that was always gonna be the, the number one, and it's not ever possibly gonna. It might be some alright ones, some good ones, but I've seen some great, some good ones, some great ones, some awesome ones, but not any ever up there on the level as Jaws. And that's just what it is, and maybe it's not meant to. I mean, that was the one that hit the scene and scared people shitless of the ocean. That's it probably the main reason why people are terrified as soon as you connect water and shark and that's the image we get of sharks because i think because of jaws you know because y'all don't catch me on nose i watch it from afar you know i watch it on the tv i i'm not about to go swimming with the sharks i'm not unless it's like a really beautiful tropical scenery and it's like really innocent looking sharks and stuff but uh i love a great white okay something about them just amazes me and I, I try to re- remember and get people to remember they're not these big, killing, angry, evil machines. Okay, they're not coming up here on freaking land, you know, messing with us. You go out there messing with them. As soon as you jump out there and decide you want to swim around, you just got to remember you have now knocked yourself down to the bottom of, you know, some food chains. And that if it's something were to happen, then, you know, it's like, it's, it's not, that's where they live. <laughs> that's what they do. Not like they got hands and shit, you know, trying to figure out what it is that, you know what I mean, swimming around like a little seal. 
they say teeth might be snack time they go catch me out there but to the ones that do go out there no no disrespect have a good time god god bless but i'm just not with it you know but sharks are not these crazy evil things i'm gonna tell you right now if i came across one i'd probably shit and all that on myself excuse my language but i ain't lying i, I probably would i probably die right there just from, just from you know <laughs> initial shock alone i got shit oh my goodness okay so on that note you guys i have to take a break and um I, i'm thinking i'm gonna go ahead and leave all this and just you know sometimes i take some stuff out of the um you know, I'm giving this, I think I'm giving this show to you after all. Because it's getting no Brandy Singleton, so why would it be anything else? Right? Right? I don't know. Hmm. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Hey, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Listen closely. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And then you can listen to me, Brandy Joy, with a voice to be reckoned with. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, I don't know if you like, you know, if you go onto my page and you see these paintings, those are, are my I, I, creative things. Sometimes, if you're like really a cre- into creative and you're just a creative person in mind, like, you won't even know about, you can just come across something that has to do with arts or creativity and right then just connect with it but never thought about doing it before i've kind of thought about like if i was ever to be a painter i was never into painting really it's a, a, the right painting you know what i mean came along not just your average like, no i see a beautiful canvas you know the ones you put up in the painters where they're cats and stuff picasso stuff and from there out i was just like filled my basket with as many canvases and paints that I could came home and just and, and bought the uh, the, the professional easel stand and I was at work I was and I was perfecting it and my talent it just came from just me just letting the paint touch the canvas sometimes I would think it sometimes I wouldn't but I would just go with the flow sometimes I draw out what I'm gonna uh, my draw in my hand <laughs> no trace what I'm gonna do a lot of times it's just straight stripping paint, but all hand, uh, hand done by me myself. And I think I've gotten better over time and got a lot of different good feedback and uh, from some pe- people and places where I'm just like, what? Think so? Thanks. And a lot of them I took my own horn. I'm like, yeah, she did that. <laughs> so yeah, so I tapped into my painting, which really, really helps me with like stress or anxiety because I have anxiety. And uh, it, it it really 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 just does a lot for that for the soul for the mind body all that stuff that I just love coming together with masterpieces. Those will be on my website soon. 
uh, I do little buildings. I build stuff. Like I, for people at my job, uh, I had a really awesome one I did for a coworker. She loved Alice in Wonderland, so I took this the setting. It started from just the boards, like the wood pieces I would get from like Walmart or something, and start gluing and, and doing levels and stuff, and then putting, creating, and making furniture. And I just decked it out. I'm gonna look for that, and I'm gonna put it up later today. It was a theme shrine around Alice in Wonderland. For my tail off on that thing, I was, you know, I added. She loved it. Uh, at school, I did pieces for each teacher or the principal, and they all was themed around with them and their personalities and what they made for each other. So that's another thing I did. Uh, I actually made a two-story um, little house with furniture, stairs I had to do, bedroom, yard, decked out, did a church. So did little houses for people. I'm, I'm the business, okay? So don't just sit here and not toot it. You know, you didn't do that. No, I'm gonna do it and do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Enough about that because I can just show you with visuals versus the words so you can see for yourself. They were for a moment there going to possibly be put in the market. You know, I, I must. You know, I, I played around with that and then, you know, with, with some different business companies. And you know, I wasn't too quick to jump on the wagon because I know copyrights and all that stuff but that lingos and paperwork was, and the numbers started being talked around and I said yeah okay well I see that you guys like it and you know, so many things with it and there was so many creative ideas with them done but I didn't want to just hop right on that and then not know that I got played or charged too much you know what I mean so it was just something to see like I could do this there is a market for me it is good enough <clears throat> so yeah so Hey, this is me letting you know who Randy Singleton is. Uh, I love, I love entertainment. I love anything that has to do with just like, I don't know, talent, entertainment. I love to sing. I write songs. You know, I uh, always, always wanted to learn how to play piano. So I, a few years back, I did start my piano lessons. I didn't get to finish. So that's my bucket list because that was my dream to play my own music while I sing but I love the piano I love classical I will listen to that that music I was gonna say piano curse I try not to you know I like I have Mozart I have a Mozart uh, CD you know no, it's a Beethoven either or like both people would see me or you look at me and be like she likes yeah not just saying it's a sound some people say it to be like I like that I never heard them listen to it one, one bit. It's always whatever, everything else. But what they say, they like me. You might hear my my radio or my my, my streaming media play go from uh, a rap song to an R&B to a, you know what I mean? To a straight up Mozart piece to, I have a very colorful variety of things I like to listen to that you couldn't even pinpoint me on what type of music. You know what I mean? So I'm from the West Coast, so I'm living right here, lovely California, West Coast, okay, from San Diego. But, you know, I love, I love my rap, you know, I love the Ice Cube, Snoop, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Method, I keep going and going. Uh, Eminem, all, you know, different, different rap, Jay-Z, I like all that stuff. You know what I mean? I like R&B, new albums after new edition. Like, I still listen to all this right now. I'll go from 2019 music down to, you know, the, something in the 80s. Uh, and then uh, I'll listen to 
I love my Madonna. My favorite song, Papa Don't Preach. Human League, I'm only human. I like this. You can't really, you never can find me. You can't fit, you know, make another song. Then straight up into the classics, you know? So, yeah. That's my favorite type of movies are, oh, all right, people have been doing better. <laughs> I don't watch it a lot. I haven't in a while. But horror. My mom, she was whor- into horror too. But um, I think that's why I picked it up from. But like zombies and all that stuff. I um actually my favorite TV show hands down, Tai World is The Walking Dead. Don't even start it. If I get enough people, I think actually I have a show soon with a very amazing, amazing person with a father that's a legend. That you know he was a legend. He's a legend actually. And darn it, he's one too. You know what I mean? He's amazing. And I'm going to have him right here. George C. Romero. His dad is the creator of Creepshow, The Night of the Living Dead. And if you know anything about zombies, that was the original. Okay, when zombies came up out the ground and they walked hella, hella slow. <laughs> oh, and they only came out at night, right? Not anymore. Gotta do more. But yeah, so that should be fun, actually. But. It's going to be um, just more, way more, you know, I, I'm just looking forward just in general just to getting to have a mirror here and talk about whatever it is we want to talk about, right? But back to me. <laughs> so, yeah, those types of movies. My mom, she is so crazy. She plays these horror uh, tricks on us where me and my sister be in our room, lights off, our windows will crack, you know, it's dark. And she would jump through our window. Scary laugh from like Tales from the Crypt, the Crypt Keeper. Terrify us. I think it might have scarred my sister because she does not do the horror movies at all to this day. She's like, mm. okay. Something that's horror to her, she's like, I did. Don't be nothing. Even my nephew be like, you know, but I think he's starting to, he got more, you know, but he's still like, scared. He used to sit next to me and like, you know, can we watch it? Watch it. Put his hands over his ears. It was so funny. My son, he, he'll dip and dab, but he don't really mess with it. He's like, I'm cool, sure. But he ain't. I remember, I don't know if you remember that movie, The Shallows, that came out, like, uh, maybe a few years ago. The, the shark one and the surfer girl. And, you know, I like movies like that. Because, you know, I'm a, a lover of Jaws. That's my all-time, <laughs> you know, classic. That's my favorite, you know, movie. I love sharks. I love Statuary. My favorite animal. Anything to do with, you know, with the, the ocean. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is hands and arms sharp. People that know me knew that. But dog, yes. And so I was like, I gotta go see this big thing. Shark. And for a long time, he just was like, I don't wanna go see it. I said, How many times have you seen shark movies? And tripping like shark gonna jump off the movie screen. And you know, and I don't know what he was thinking. It was gonna be, it was that one or was it 47 meters? It was, hey, it was either or. Time I got, you know, finally convinced them. And the reason why I really was going so hard is because every time I wanted to go, I had them with me. So I was like, I can't just put you somewhere else. And I go in here, I got to get to this movie. And eventually he agreed one day. So afterwards, he's like, see, sit there. Oh, I'm so silly. I was like, mm-hmm. Stop playing with me. But yeah, sharks. Shark movies. Not one's ever going to get close enough. Like Jaws. Okay? This is just not going to happen. I was always going to be the, the number one, and it's not ever possibly going to, it might be some alright ones, some good ones, but 
I've seen some great, some good ones, some great ones, some awesome ones, but not any ever up there on the level of Jaws. That's just what it is. And maybe it's not meant to suppose I mean that was the one that hit the scene and scared people shitless of the ocean. That's a, probably the main reason why people are terrified. As soon as you connect water and sharks. And that's the image we get of sharks because I think because of Jaws. You know, because y'all don't catch me on nose. I watch it from afar. You know, I watch them on TV. I, I'm not about to go swimming with the sharks. I'm not. Unless it's like a really beautiful tropical scenery and it's like really innocent with sharks and stuff. But uh, I love a great white. Okay. Something about them just amazes me. And I, I try to re- remember and get people to remember they're not these big, killing, angry, evil machine. Okay. They're not coming up here on freaking land, you know messing with us people out there messing with them as soon as you jump out there and decide you want to swim around you just gotta remember you have now knocked yourself down to the bottom of you know some food chains and that if it's something were to happen you know it's like it's not that's where they live <laughs> what they do now if they got hands and shit you know try to figure out what it is that you know what i mean swimming around like a little seal they use their teeth might be snack time they don't catch me out there but to the ones that do go out there, no, no disrespect. Have a good time. God, God bless. But I'm just not with it, you know. But sharks are not these crazy, evil things. But I'm telling you right now, if I came across one, I'd probably shit and all that on myself. Excuse my language, but I ain't lying. I, I probably would. I'd probably die right there just, just from, you know, <laughs> initial shock alone. I got that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, on that note, you guys, I have to take a break. And uh, I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and leave all this. And just, you know, sometimes I take some stuff out of the, um, you know, I'm giving this, I think I'm giving this show to you after all. Because it's getting no brandy singleton. So, why would it be anything else? Right? Right? I don't know. Hmm. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for um, coming back and listening. You're here with Brandy Joy at A Voice to Be Reckoned With. We're continuing on with Getting to Know Miss Singleton. Brandy Joy Singleton, if you ask. Um, so, you know, um, I talked about um, a variety of things, uh, a little bit about my childhood and things, you know, that I took a liking to that, you know, you know, molded me into the person I am today, you know. Um, as you, all you guys should know that, um, you know, that I, 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 you know, focus in a lot on the bullying matters and issues and, um, you know, one thing I know that started connecting me to a lot of people was that every, I found everyone, 99%, I don't know, 100% of everyone that I've spoken to all said they had dealt with some type kind of bullying and majority of them were it was it was extensive bullying and in their time in their time you know bullying wasn't really looked at as it is now you know it was more like suck it up can't cut you know get over it you know put your big boy pants on you know stuff like that you know versus 
going on now, you can't really say those things. And then the people's thinking went the way that they were from the you know back back then. Maybe people's dealings with these type of matters would be different. You know, the cycle and all that. So I say this to to say that um, when we come back right after this tid little break, we're gonna talk about uh, my views and my thoughts coming from, you know, being uh, younger in my youth and in school and how it was for me and my take on it all. So, uh, we'll be right back. Peace. Hey, I'm back. Yes, yes, yes. The voice to be reckoned with. Brandy Joy. And let's continue on with getting to know me Singleton. So, um, I, you know, went to preschool here in San Diego, it was Burbank, uh, a school called Burbank Preschool at the time. Um, yeah, and in preschool, you know, it's pretty cool. I remember I had a friend named Trish, and I think my fondest memory of preschool was the little kitchen set and all the toys they had. You know, because I have a thing right now, even as an adult, with like, kid, like I'm a big kid, first of all, and many things, like many like kitchen, like houses. It's, crazy. I just, I just love, love toys. <laughs> Specific ones, you know, not all toys. But anyways, um, so I was, I just loved playing with, like, all the, the, the gadgets, the mini, you know, the kitchens and, and everything they had, you know, the dress ups, or whatever, you know what I mean? I love to play, okay? Makes sense. It was preschool. Um, I do recall vaguely having that, you know, because I see now when kids are sent to school, like they have this phase, and some last longer than others, where they cry every time a parent drops them off, like all day, practically. I'm having a little story, well not even a story, but something I just found really adorable when you see these things, uh, when these kids are new, especially new to like being away from their parents, because that's what it really is, you know, not that they're in school, because if a parent was there with them, they'd be good, they'd be like, alright, let's get it left there, I totally get it, I have that feeling too, um, I think everybody can identify with that, and then maybe not, some people run for the hills, like, bye mom, anywho, I don't know what that was about guys, um, yes, yeah, so preschool, yeah, uh, yeah, and those were like cool memories, and then there was elementary, oh man, loved me some elementary, I went to the same school from, let's see, kinder, to sixth grade, Logan Elementary, uh, first grade with Kendra was, uh, I think I still remember Miss Ez- Ensminger. Loved her. I think she was known for her little, the little, you remember those little fish um, snacks they still have now? I think she was the one with those. Yeah, I used to love them. And it was something about these mats. I remember I had a friend, and she was a good friend, but at the same time, she w- wasn't. It was like she was kind of like a showboater. I don't know the word for it. You know, this is kindergarten. But I know, like, we would have this time of the day where we go in this room after our, our carpet circle time, and then we would have to grab these mats to go in the other room and sit on them. And I don't remember what lesson it was, but some were different colors, burgundy, gray. They just kind of looked like little carpet mats, actually. But there was this one that we would try to always get to and snatch it up before the other. And it was kind of like not fluffier, but just had a little bit more thickness to it. I don't know. But it was like, it wasn't until I was going for it. It was just like a, a loop, just a thought in my head, like how 
fixed and is vivid. That memory <laughs> is a kindergarten of that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I don't have very, uh, have very um, many others really, but the circle group and and the uh, you know circle time, what we were doing with those fifth crackers, and then that room with that that car, that whole carpet thing. You know, everybody had to get their carpet and try to get to it first. And obviously, you got it first, or I got it first. But she made it her mission to make sure that we both tend to be going for that at the same time. Crazy. Her name was Lizette. Um. But anyways, and then we'll move on to first grade. That was Miss Evenson. Everyone that had Miss Evenson loved Miss Evenson. I remember after the sixth grade, and I even left that school. We had seen Miss Evenson, I think, a few times. She was already up in age then. In my head, she reminds me of Christmas. These okay, at Christmas there'd be these apples she'd always have, but they were fake, shiny, and. If you know what I'm talking about, then you know. Sometimes you'll still see them around. But for some reason, you know how you just have that memory or that, that object that reminds you of something. So around that time, I was into marbles. And the crazy part is me and my sister are reminiscing the other day because I found a box of marbles at the store the other day. You know, I still haven't opened them yet. You know, I can't take them to where I work, you know, because now the more the concern is, like, someone's swallowing them. Yeah, we might have, sw- you know, swallow-sized things, you know, around that kids can swallow, but... And, and the likelihood of a kid doing this with these marbles is slim. The possible if I've seen grown kids, you know, I mean, do the most oddest thing because most you think like they would know better. But for me, I would think it would be just more of a an issue versus whatever. But that's not the point. The point is, I still have them in the box. My sister was really excited when she seen them. Though. She like wanted to go home and take them home, and I was gonna be like, you wanna go ahead and borrow these? <laughs> And the wholesale is like over 100 something of them because you know the marbles are the different ones you got the big bolder one that takes out the you, you know if you know marbles you know and so my dad you know he always had me you know hooked me up with the latest like marbles like I had all kinds of a bomb collection and I'd go to school and we'd trade them or, or you know play a game for them and stuff and I was you know I was marbling y'all <laughs> yeah yeah I was and I have these marbles I'm thinking about getting them back into the game kids don't really be doing the whole marbles, pick up sticks, and that, you know, so yeah, and that was the year, first grade, I think that I joined, I'm pretty sure it was like the first, nope, nope, no, no, it wasn't first grade, culture club though, there were so many things that in elementary, uh, so yeah, definitely, and we had this aide, Miss Taylor, she was, she was pretty mean, but I guess she wasn't, you know, I guess she was just pretty harsh and hard for a reason, but she scared me, you know, it's like a scary. And for the most part, everything was cool. You know, my big sister used to go to the same school, too. You know, and we're six years apart. Uh, then I move along to, what did I say? Oh, second grade. I can't remember her name, but her face is in my head. Second grade was cool. But let me tell you, the memories I, that stick out to you that I really just remember in second grade was Play-Doh. The Play-Doh that smelled like mint and trying to eat Play-Doh, knowing that it was not going to happen, for some reason, it still made it taste it. And then always, when school would be getting out for like a year or a large vacation, long vacation, all this cool, cool stuff, school stuff they would give us, like, you know, I like to play school with my cousins, 
when I when I go home. So I used to have like worksheets and books and all kinds of stuff. So I got a kick out of that, you know. So those were like the two things, you know, that stick out. Anyway, I think that was the year I learned the song. This land is your land. Trust me out because I still sing that sometimes in school, and I'm like, ooh, I remember that song. Took me forever to get past. Like, teacher would play every morning, and I was. I could not, for the life of me, remember the song. Like, it took forever for me to get to, like, as I was walking, like, the next verse. I don't know what that was about, you know? But then after a while, I was like, as I got older, I was like, I learned more of the verses. And then I started to like it more. And it brought that good, sweet memories. You know? The PTSD and the other stuff. No, I'm playing. So, yes, that was that. And then third grade, fourth So basically, as I go on, I'm having these memories. The third grade is a mixture. I, I think it's intertwining with another. But around third or fourth grade, that's when I joined the patrol. And that's when you uh, go outside and, you know, control traffic. You patrol t- traffic, like literally traffic. And I stayed on that a few years, all the way up until I made it to lieutenant or sergeant. So the highest one where I didn't really have to do anything but just monitor. Yeah, I did that. I remember the teacher asking one day, did somebody want to raise your hand if you want to help do something? And I just raised my hand. I didn't know what it was for at the time. And next thing you know, I'm on patrol. And I'm like, that's what I do. That was me, you know. And I, and I did it well. And proud to still have patrol. My hat's off to you guys. Well, I work out now. They have a patrol. And I always, my students are going, I used to do that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. And I, I did that all the way up to sixth grade. And, uh, and so I was have fairly I was popular. See me, I don't really think in that way even now. But popular, I was just me. And my friends were just probably just, you know what I mean. But I didn't see bullying. And if it was going on, did they handle it? Because that kid wasn't there. Another person my age that was the same school that dealt with something different. Um, so far, you know, I grew up in that neighborhood and you know had a lot of family and. I didn't have those type of problems. I pretty much got along with everybody. Dad used to make me a lunch every morning. And my dad lived down the street. Remember we talked about earlier? I lived up the street. My dad lived down the street. So in the morning, I would go down to... Well, actually, I had moved at this time because my mom was married. And we lived way across... Well, not too far, but kind of across town. So my dad would drive over to where I live. Uh, Canova Base, San Diego, 32nd Navy Base. And then he would bring me back like every morning. Get me from my house. You know, sometimes I'd have to do patrol early in the morning. I go to his house, he always have the smell of his kitchen. Always make me these, diff- it was a different theme every day. Talk to my daddy, rest in peace dad, you know, pancakes bit or something with the, the potatoes or something. I'm telling you, but I love me some potatoes with ketchup and um, toast and I love my dad. And then he always had my school lunch prepared. I didn't have, you know, he'd make me a lunch. I didn't eat, you know, which I had no problem because to this day I love cheeseburgers from the cafeteria. But then my dad, that's what he did. And my dad used to always put Twinkies and apple and just prepare me a lunch. You know, and, but I never told him this, but I never liked the Twinkies. I didn't, don't like Twinkies. Still don't like Twinkies. So like every day somebody would like be ready, they'd be like, oh, I'm gonna bring you some Twinkies. So I'd just already be like, boom, here. It was like, whoever came, that's who got it. But I did not tell him I didn't like Twinkies. I kept the Twinkies, and whoever got to me first, it was, you know, if and bust, there was no fights over it, no misconfusion or no, you know what I mean? It was just like, here you go, <laughs> great. You know, like, give me this, give me that. I was like, no, here you go, 
Somebody got a Twinkie. <laughs> it didn't go to waste. You know, these days now, it's like you pay kids. I, I didn't pay for it. They got, they got their own mama. So I, I didn't pay to give you a lunch away. First, get my son, so I'll give him lunch away. And because I see how these kids are. And they'll try to eat all your damn lunch if you give them even one thing. And then we try to stress your kids not to share food, you know, for so many reasons. And you don't know who's allergic to what. So, that is what it is. So, yeah. That was like a little, another little little funny little memories I have and uh I lived we lived by a store called Sawaya Brothers you know and so like when I went then there was they you know because my dad brought me to his house and I ate breakfast and everything and I you know he I would be there for a while before school even started because you, you know what I love to do I'd get on that couch in the living room and watch all my shows I put Punky Brewsters on and by the way Punky Brewster when I was a kid was my favorite tv show I was a black Punky Brewster for Halloween yeah, I had the shoes with her faces my auntie had got me. And I remember I used to try to create uh, her room. I remember my, me and my sister had a room together. And I just, I just remember her just laying there just looking at me like, oh, see, well, this works out for her. <laughs> she wasn't trying to stop me or anything. I think she was entertained by it. I don't know. You know, because she had that hammock bed and whatever. I was like, I can recreate this. You know, I loved Punky Brewster. I had the lunch pail. I still love Punky Brewster. I have a, a DVD set. You know, a friend of mine got me on uh, my, my other job. My friend Nicole, thanks, but I still have that DVD set, Punky Brewster. That was so thoughtful when she did that because we had t- talked about how that was my favorite show and then she got it for me for, you know, some Christmases back. Maybe the world is fine. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Just a little long time. Yep, so I won't cry. Don't know. Anywho. And I also recall when I was on patrol, right? We had to go to this convention center for like this patrol thing or whatever, right? And so I had no clue that this was even gonna happen, what that happened at this moment. And like we were lined up, there's all these events going on, lining up, stepping up, line and I get closer and I'm just like, and there's just this person, you know, like kind of bent over. You know what I mean? How you bend down to do something. So basically their, their tail is in the air. And then she stands straight up, she turns around and I'm like, oh! That is Soleil Moonfire. That's Punky Brewster. Which, by the way, she had boobs. It was quite, quite a little thick in back right at that moment. But I was just like, more like, oh my gosh. Do you know that the universe can be a mother figure sometimes? You know, because, you know, they let only a certain amount of people back, right? Because they had no clue how I felt about this, this girl, this TV show, this, this you know, this uh, actress. So they counted off the people that, okay, one, two, three, four, okay, we've got cut, that's, that's enough, right where I was, that's where they cut off that, I said, no, <laughs> no, that right there, I remember like it was today, <laughs> broke my heart, mm-hmm. went to pieces, yep, yep, but hey, the fact that I'm talking about it now, it even happened. Maybe Soleil Moon Fry will hear this one day. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I had some cool times. So, that's what I would do at my dad's house. Okay, back on track, guys. So, then I would walk. He would, I would, he would pick me up, car, bring me there. But then when it's time for me to go to school, because it was right up the street, around the corner from his house and where I used to live before my mom, we moved my mom married. So, I would stop at Swire Brothers and get all these different types of candies. I don't even know if my dad knew I was doing that. 
and then he did I think he did know I was gonna stop by the store first daddy and then go yeah you guys knew so because I wasn't like school get the candies now or later was the thing back then right because it's damn banana weed though there was this boy at school named Jesus you know what I mean so now this was a thing of mine mine was to get the now laters and to make sure that Jesus got some of these now laters without really saying hey these are here got them for you I knew he was just gonna want some he was gonna ask and so I remember that too making sure of course I got enough for me and he was the only one I shared them with but made sure I went and got some now laters so I could give some to Jesus I think it was Jesus yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Crazy, right? And then we had the store along the way, but it would open up later. It was the sweet shop. You know, and after school, we go there. You know, especially on early days. Grab some candies. You know, good times. Good times. So, yeah, so like there was fifth and then, and then sixth. And then, you know, I graduated. Um. Yeah, I graduated. So, you know, in elementary, I pretty much, you know, got to be got to be that kid, you know, and, and enjoyed school and just enjoyed it. You know, I did. I went through puberty though in elementary. I in fifth grade, I I started uh, well, obviously the whole ball thing. I remember getting boobs, and I was just like, oh my gosh. For a minute there, I was a little uncomfortable. You know, the whole implementing the whole ball situation because I remember I was on patrol and I think I went to the bathroom but I don't know I just had a difficult time with one bra but then the next thing I remember I had this cute little outfit little Betty Boop t-shirt and then the shorts they call it now like with the shorts and the skirt just walking back you know kind of like straight up you know like out boobs like chest poked out and just start walking so I just went just didn't have a problem with that yeah but then you know there came you know, the monster, <laughs> uh, man, when that started, I was just so mortified, like, when my mom used to take me to the store to go get, you know, the napkins, like, I was like, I don't do that, mom, I was like, I don't want anybody to see me grabbing these, so, she'd be like, Brandy, go and get your napkins, okay, <laughs> well, I can't eat it, you're gonna walk down the aisle anyway, so I would go grab them, and I'd run past her basket real fast and throw them in. Or I'd just, like, from a distance, I'd just make a shot into her basket and keep going. Because I really needed to, like, have no one see me with these, these women. Well, sanitary napkins, okay? Damn it. So, yeah, that was more, more, more surprising, yeah, when I, that happened to me. Like, people were smiling. I'm like, did you just broadcast this shit? I was like, because somebody said congratulations when I walked into my, into my auntie's house. I was like, I don't know black people did that. <laughs> and thanks a lot. Go on business, okay? I'm still, like, tripping off the crap. And everybody else know that I'm a freaking monster. Because, <laughs> you know, I still don't know what's really going on with this is. You might have told me. I'm still, like, not really grasping the concept, a concept of what that was. So, um, so after that, let's see, let's see, let's see. So, yeah. So basically, womanhood arrived. And then, seventh grade, I think things got a little different for me. So, okay, so let's just say, let's just sum it up. With seventh through through tenth grade, because seventh through ninth, and then you go tenth through twelfth. 
I can't really say, and maybe for some people, I think that I was tried when it came to bullying, and it didn't really stick, you know, because I used to go to summer school sometimes, too, and, and at Lincoln, I would go to summer schools at Lincoln, and uh, there would be some times or something where somebody would say some slick or, or seem like they thought something was funny, because I thought I was pretty fashionable to the, to the end to now. And I also say this to say that it's very true when they think as kids, parents have to like, not pump their kids up, but let them know how fucking great they are actually, you know what I mean? Because they are, but you got to be the first one to tell them that. It's just like they hear your first, I love you and all that from your parents, you know, show them through your love, you know what I mean? And how, how you treat them and, and all that stuff. And, and don't, you know, I, I, I tell myself, you know, I try to check myself now as a mom now. That my son knows that the things that people say is just because they say it doesn't make it true. But I think that I was able to pass pass through those 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 issues that were you know that would confront me very shortly because I didn't let them stick when people would laugh or, or make a joke or say something about maybe something about me because of how I was grew up and how I was raised. And I knew I knew I was what they talking about. Okay, because I was already kind of like a, a shy kid. That was waiting to bust out into the blossom as they say one day, you know. But it didn't really stick, so I could have took that and then became the, the brunt of somebody's, you know what I mean? But it wasn't a last, you know, the type of kid I was. It was like I wasn't about to, you know what I mean? Just I can't be doing this, like looking over my shoulder and just being like, because I'm like a happy-go-lucky person even to this day. So if I'm like down and miserable, not miserable, but you know, and just unhappy or something, just kind of like how if something heals, it heals itself, like I'm a healer, I heal myself, I, you know, find ways to pick my own self up, I just don't dwell in sorrow, I just wasn't designed that way for some reason, you know what I mean, I don't seek it from anyone else, I got it from inside for myself, you know, but I got it, because when everything's quiet and everything's gone and, and you just feel you're there, it's you with yourself, you know, and those are the most important times, is when you're with yourself. You know what I mean? People can't make you happy. You know what I mean? They can become a part of your happiness. But if you're not happy, no one's going to do that for you. So um, that's how it works for, for me. So looking back, I think I was kind of picked on a little bit and didn't really realize that's what was going on. And then as I got older, I think about situations. And then even with some people as adults, like, so you weren't really all that a great person. You know what I mean? Considering, you know, how maybe we're the, the status of where they're at now in life and the God, you know, loving church person they are now, you know, and they were supposedly then too. They were aggressive little kids, you know, but come on. You weren't that nice. You would, you, you know, make little jokes or, you know, something that possibly someone would make fun of me about, you know, and you would looking back and I didn't see it at that time the little things to make it even funnier and that right there is um, there on that line with bullying you know because bullying could be emotional physical you know what I mean you could be a participant you know what I mean so I felt like with that right there was just like you setting up the uh stage for me to be picked on, you know, <clears throat> so, 
And I didn't ever approach that person about it when we got older because it was just like, we're kids. But still, it was, you know. So I would go through those phases where people like that would pick on me or I would get somebody to make fun of me about something, but I didn't take it, internalize it, and, and it wasn't just like every day, all day. So I remember having a conversation with, uh, I think it was, yes, uh, Bill Foster the other day, and he, we were speaking about, he was speaking about how the difference, you know, because there's some kids that claim or try to take on that bullying for attention or, or you know, and then letting kids know that you know there's gonna be some times where somebody is nasty you pushes you push you down maybe even or, or makes fun of you about something doesn't exactly mean that's bullying bullying is usually when it happens more than two or three times then it becomes harassment you know so i wasn't constantly harassed you know and i, I could take my share you know of times where or this one time where i've kind of someone for that for that time you know and then it was over with they got seen as adults and we're good to go but yeah I, I don't know why I did she just made it a little easy and I think she may have even said something to me and I was like oh yeah okay I think it was one of those things for me you started I'm gonna finish it that's not always a good thing so I'm not promoting that but if you're gonna be bad you know what I mean then don't take on you know take several seats you know so that's where I was at with that <laughs> But um, that was when I was a kid, you know, I wouldn't do anything like that anymore, but to say that I'm not perfect, you know, so we all, but, you know, I wasn't a bully either, it was just, that was just, I had a situation, so, you know, but even then, as a kid, I didn't like those, that type of thing, like bullies or people, like, picking on people, I, I, I know, I noticed that about myself when I was really, really young, because we had, like, the boys and girls club and girls in the, you know, in the girls club that was separate. We had one that was just a girls club, and I remember there was a girl there, and um, she used to like people who like really wanted to talk to her and like kind of like say things about her and stuff like that. And she just kind of just you know do her thing and say nothing to her by herself, and and then it made me want to you know go to her, you know, like get to know her, talk to her, you know what I mean? Because I didn't want her to feel like that because I could sense it and I could see it and. And so, thinking back, you know, that memory right there just shows me that I've always had that, you know what I mean, that thing for the, what do you call it, the dog, they call it the, when you're like, not the outcast, but also like the, um, what's the word for it, the underdog or something like that, you know, the person that, you know, people are not really rooting for, they, or they're down, putting down, that's the person most likely that I'm going to go and want to talk to, you know, that's just how I've always been. Hey, God's good, right? He designed us. He designed. I, I truly believe that we all have a place in us. You know, I'm gonna go <coughs> scratch that because there are some really messed up people in this world that do some really evil things. So I'm just gonna leave that alone for someone else or a whole different show. <laughs> we get back to what I was talking about. But um, yeah. So. I just wanted to kind of put that out there. I didn't know it was going to go on this this long, but then I started going down memory lane, memory road, and there's so much more, you know, but as I said, this, uh, the getting to know Brandy, Miss Singleton, huh? <laughs> is most likely going to turn into a, a reoccurring show, because why not? It's kind of fun. I like it. 
and it like brings back, you know, back in the day, I throw some music from old school, I think it's going to be fun, and I think it's going to bring upon opportunities for, bring other people onto the show too, catching those memories, and just, good times, man, because we're in some trying times right now, and it's cool to like, lighten up sometimes, and just chill, so stressed about the world, about the, this man's going to be in four more years, what's going to happen, and you know, the bills, and the, you know, even this crisis, this, the children, and, and you know what I mean, this, the things, these things are going, are going on, they're still going to go on if we stress or not, so decompressing, sitting back, perception, you know what I mean, could change so much, because you can have the same situation, and, but if your perception of everything, it, you look at things differently, it's like, it's different, you handle it different, you see it differently, but it's still it's, it's the same as it was before, it's just your perception, and then it's like, you chose to run with that perception, and now you're all worked up, you got high blood pressure, so, it's okay to t- take a chill pill, and, you know, and get in tune with self, by yourself, some people can't be by themselves, I don't understand that, it's like, uh, where's your trauma, <laughs> no, no, really, that's because I can, and I, but I got used to that at a young age, because my sister was six years apart, and she moved out a little bit sooner than, you know, before, well, she, she's moved out, <laughs> you know what I mean, and um, eventually got married, but it was just me at home, and, you know, me and my mom, my stepdad, you know, and my big house, and I had my room, and I just, you know, I'd go to school, do all this stuff, come home, kick it, you know, because, you know, I felt like I didn't have things to do. Like, I was, my mom was cool. I was cool. Dad, you know, I had, I'm a big kid now, so I had, like, toys. I always had something. You know what I mean? Video games, like, uh, movies. I wasn't without, you know what I'm saying? So, I was a kid that, and I had an amazing creativity uh, and imagination. So, I was always, you know what I mean? Very, a person that could easily entertain themselves. And know, be very comfortable in there. And could be alone be with, with the crowd, be with people, and could be with, and be by herself, and be quite fine with it, so, me, I, I need to, uh, a long time to be with it, to be with me, because I always check in on me, make sure I don't, I'm okay, because I want to always be a, a great, you know, a, a better person than I was the day before, working on self, you know, so, that's how I roll, and that's how you guys are getting to know Miss Singleton, Guys, you must definitely stay tuned for more um, more episodes. It was a pleasure to be here and sharing me with you. Uh, you guys are amazing. I love you. And keep coming back. The voice to be reckoned with, your host, Brandon Joyce.